Hi, everybody. Thanks for being on our show today. I'm glad to be with you to talk about my favorite subjects, real estate and real estate for investors. Been doing some traveling lately and had a chance to look at some other real estate opportunities and properties around the western part of the United States. And let me tell you, we live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. It is so nice to be out and about in the fall in northern Nevada. Good things are happening all around. Some uh, commercial work is happening all around. Some construction is happening all around. It's mostly good, but there are some challenges. We're going to talk about some of the construction situations that we're facing here in northern Nevada. Uh, you know, where you want to be, where you don't want to be for the time being. Also, we're going to talk about what's happening in the mortgage world as far as interest rate trends. We have a guest joining us later on the show. His name is Brian Cushing. He's a mortgage loan originator and sales manager at Guild Mortgage here in Northern Nevada. We're going to look at some of the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And I've got an interesting story, too, to tell you about a really, really bad situation that turned into a really good situation. It all had to do with a leaky roof. We'll be back with more after this. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. I am enjoying this nice Indian summer-like weather I'm having here in northern Nevada in my cool, cool home. It's been cool all summer long because I have solar screens of Reno. And let me tell you about solar screens of Reno. They're fantastic. They're easy to put up. The team came out, and in one day, it was actually just a few hours, those screens went up, and those windows that face the south that used to bring in all that hot, hot air... Not anymore. These solar screens are fantastic. They cooled the house by at least 10 degrees in that hot, hot room, and that had an impact on the whole house. Plus, it gives me a level of privacy. I can see out, but people can't see in. Want to learn more? Visit solarscreensofreno.com and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have Brian Cushing. Brian is a mortgage loan originator and a sales manager at Guild Mortgage. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me. So you have been a mortgage loan originator in the mortgage loan world for a while. Uh, how long has that been? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. That takes you back to, don't tell me now, 1999 or 2003? 2003, 2004. Yeah. That was a really, really exciting time in the mortgage world in northern Nevada. I think everybody thought it was exciting. Uh, most people were jumping into the mortgage business, actually. Yeah, what was the reason? What was going on? How did you feel about it at the time? Uh, well, let's see. I mean, my uh, background, I, I grew up in Alabama, actually, and went to, went to college at Auburn University and graduated in 2002 in a big recession. Mm. Decided that'd be a good time to go uh, visit the mountains, and here comes Lake Tahoe. Oh, yeah. So in Lake Tahoe in that time, uh, real estate, I, mean, I think all over Nevada for sure, Northern California, booming, mm -hmm. booming. And uh, you couldn't talk to anybody, even the bartender sometimes, uh, without finding somebody that had to do with the real estate industry. Right. So uh, uh, something I'd uh, found a passion with the mortgage lending business actually uh, through college and living in Birmingham, Alabama, was introduced to some mortgage brokers and uh, was it was really interesting because it was uh, in the business sense that was kind of from my background in, um, in business school it was something I was super interested in. There's a, a good income uh, potential there. Um, there's uh, independence of being a you know, business person. You got to go drum up your own business. It mm -hmm. doesn't just land in your lap. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Pursued that after you know a couple of winters uh, hanging out in the mountain. I was working part time at the uh, mortgage broker in Tahoe and uh, mm -hmm. spending some time on the ski hill or on the snowboard. It sounds like it has gone very well for you. Anybody that has been in the business for 15 years and having started when you did, you went also through the downslope. Let's sure face did. it, 2010, 11, 12. I mean, wow, it was rough going down. It was like being on one of those runaway trucks coming down uh, Donner Pass. I mean, it, things were happening so fast, and it did not look good. And then suddenly it happened, but you rode that out. I mean, I was there too. I happened to be a mortgage lender at the time. I put in 10 years uh, in, the, in the world and um, found that uh, my interest and my direction was more toward the broadcasting and marketing area, Brian, but uh, I, still, I still am passionate about the mortgage world because, let's face it, 
in a world like the United States, money makes the world go round. And money, you've got to have access to money to do something. And if you want to buy a house, I mean, that's such a big deal. You've got to have money. And who's got? I mean, there are some people that have cash to buy homes, no doubt. But the majority of people, they don't have it. Everybody, we need time. Everybody had to start somewhere. Yeah. There was always, you were a first-time home buyer at some point in your life. You know it. So. You know it. So, so the, the, the world was exciting at the time. Did you uh, have a mentor in the world of mortgage? Did you have somebody that you worked with closely, or was it just from your, uh, your own gathering of knowledge that you really gained your skill? I mean, I think no one does well in any industry without multiple mentors. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely uh, the first, first mentor I worked with was up at Lake Tahoe, a gentleman named Wayne Alstrom, and uh, got me an, an end to the business here in the northern Nevada. And, this helped me buy my first house, which was a you know a huge deal in two thousand five. Yeah, a couple years into the business, I felt yeah. like I needed to have a mortgage if I was going to sell a mortgage. And I guess you have to yeah have to, have to test the yeah. waters yourself. Sure. So so I was super smart and mm -hmm. gave myself a mm -hmm. yep, eighty yep. twenty loan and uh, mm -hmm. interest only first mortgage and a balloon second mortgage where I had to pay it off in fifteen years. Yeah, and, uh, didn't really know what I was doing back then. And you were in the business. And I was in the business, two yeah. years in the business. <laughs> Got to learn somewhere. You know, it's so funny that you say that because it's absolutely true. I got kind of in the business um, through the marketing world. And next thing I knew, I was a loan originator, also doing marketing world for the company I was working with. Um, and I really wasn't exactly sure what I was doing. I know that people were getting buying houses with the work I did, but, you know, it didn't really kind of hit into to my senses until probably three years in, what I realized that I was doing, Brian, is I was helping people improve their lives. And mine was tr kind of trailing along with that because as I did more to help people improve their lives, mine was getting better too. I was a sales guy, right? You get paid a little piece of the action. And so the more action you do, and, and let me tell you the other thing I learned about mortgage. It's made it look real easy, but it is a very challenging business because there's so much technical knowledge that you have to gather so fast and and that to me was one of the things that that really required that I have those first three years to really learn what I was doing because it comes at you my first boss told me he said you'll be learning like drinking from a fire hose and I, you know I didn't really you know, I, you know everybody says things right sure. everybody's dramatic about it but it literally felt like that uh, how about you? Uh, you probably picked it up like that, right? You look like a genius. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite that easy. Now, uh, so 2003, 2004, even 2005, I mean, the most uh, you know, readily available loan was stated income loans or ultra easy or fast and easy. I think that's what they called it at Countrywide, mm -hmm. fast and easy. Ooh. You push, push the button and it spits you out an approval and you collect three or four documents and you could be done potentially yeah. um, if you had great credit. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have great credit, there, there might be a solution and it caused a lot more paperwork. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a lot of trial and error. And I, I think um, in, in any business it takes practice. So mm -hmm. what I found was uh, being a guy from Alabama, and traveling out and living in Lake Tahoe and trying to uh, um, promote myself as a salesperson, uh, I didn't have a lot of network to build on or mm -hmm. to build from. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually took uh, an opportunity with the home builder uh, here in town in 2006. Uh, so at that time, home building was on a rampage. Mm -hmm. And uh, you actually mentioned it earlier about construction and you know, whether that's good or bad, there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of construction going on. But I can remember in 2006, there was a lot more construction going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, houses were coming out at, I, I would guesstimate, double the rate of right. what they're coming out right now right. as far as finished product. Right. Um, so I saw an opportunity there as a guy that didn't have a great network uh, to build experience. And mm -hmm. that's uh, actually how I was able to work through the whole downturn. I worked for a company that their entire, um, their entire business model was built on producing new homes. Mm -hmm. So if they weren't producing new homes, which often produced a new loan, um, then what were they doing? They might as well just shut up the, the doors. Luckily, they didn't do that, and I was able to, to power through. Very good. Very good. Lots of, uh, lots of activity. Yeah, when I talk about construction uh, challenges, Brian, I'm mostly talking about the, the road construction that we're talking about. Oh, seeing gotcha. all around the city of Reno. Well, that's for sure. You know, and look, let's face it. Living in northern Nevada, living in Reno, I mean, what a what a fun thing to do, right? It's a great place to be. It's, if you look out your window, you're seeing a beautiful view. You're smelling fresh air or fresh wood smoke. 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a great place to be, right? But there are issues and there are challenges, and I think when people are th talking about how wonderful it is to Reno, you, to move to Reno, you got to think about what is it, what is the growing pain part of it? And let me tell you, this traffic that I'm running into in Midtown, getting to downtown, I try to take a shortcut through Fourth Avenue, and it doesn't work there either. And it's just kind of a nightmare trying to get downtown. A lot of a lot of good things to come, I know, but it just kind of seems like a lot of things happened right now and right fast. And uh, I don't know whether there is a slow time to do it in Northern Nevada. Uh, there may not be. It's got to start sometime, but just kind of odd that in every direction sometimes you just can't get out of downtown true well then i think change is what uh that's that's something that we in the downturn at least on the real estate side that things slowed down i think the pace slowed down a little bit yeah and what we've seen the last few years is the pace has picked up big time mm -hmm. with some of these big announcements and big right. companies coming to town and with that's come some some growth and some for sure growth pains yeah i have a big announcement to make myself i'm going to make it when we come back after this quick break we have more on nevada real estate radio after this SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Hi, this is Peter Padilla. You're on Nevada Real Estate Radio, 1180 AM, the Lotus Broadcast Station here in Northern Nevada. And we've been on the air for 13 years helping people make great decisions when it comes to buy or sell real estate. One of the most important decisions that you make after you buy your real estate is keeping it clean. I always recommend that you talk to CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Jack Whiteley is the owner. They call him Extraction Jackson because his company, CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, is a pet stain specialist. If you have a pet in your family, you want to make sure that when people come over that they don't know you have a pet in the family, right? Clean, clean carpet. That's the best way to go. Call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, 829-1551. Tell him Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, Brian Cushing. Brian is with Guild Mortgage here in Northern Nevada. Brian, I'm glad you're with us today. I'm happy to be here. Tell us about Guild Mortgage. Guild Mortgage, we've been around uh, 57 years, I believe it is this year, as a company. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not quite that old, so I haven't been with the company that long, but uh, moved over to them in 2011 uh, after working with the home builder and uh, for about six years. and and really enjoy working for the company because we've been able to grow from a small branch, a small group, uh, to really one of uh, one of the biggest companies as far as help people help people buy homes in northern Nevada. Um, so I'm a small part of that, but uh, I think an integral part and really enjoy the, the company and the atmosphere. You know, I've heard a lot about Guild, and Guild was in existence obviously when I was in the mortgage world. They've actually been in existence longer than you've been alive. Yes, sir. I mean, that's got to be a challenge, a young guy like you out and about selling such a old well-established company I don't think so I don't think it is because you guys are really aggressive that's one thing I have heard you guys do everything possible to make those loans close at the best deal possible that's true true enough yeah well our focus is helping people buy homes so mm -hmm. uh, I think where uh, some companies can lose uh, lose sight of if you get into the refinance boom for mm -hmm. a year or two when the rates drop, mm -hmm. um, you, you lose sight of the real estate industry, uh, which is you know really the that's the the engine that needs to continue to keep all of our economy moving. Oh yeah, in your world there is so much to your world because it's not just about crunching the numbers and having people sign papers on a mortgage. I mean you've got to go deep. You have to learn so much about your clients. It's uh, it's not your typical business relationship. No, it's uh, it ultimately I think comes into a consulting relationship. I mean, your your business and financial consulting. I mean, this is a it's a big obligation. I mean, a lot of people owe more on their mortgage than they have in their retirement account, and then uh, th that'll flip flop over time. I mean, you start off as a first time home buyer, maybe you have a small four hundred one k. 10, 15, 20 years down the road, we'd like to see you pay down that mortgage, save some money in your retirement account, and have the the tables turn and maybe become one of those cash buyers one day that you were talking about. There were times I know when mortgage lenders were perceived as people who are trying to get you to get the biggest loan possible, 
and spend the most amount of money that you can every month, uh, even if you've got nothing left over, to buy a house. Um, I, know, I don't think and I've never felt like that was an ethical thing to do, even though it's perfectly uh, within the guidelines, let's say. Uh, because there's a responsibility that you have not only to the, your employer, but that family, everybody related to that family, yourself included. I mean, you have to make a lot of really um, important decisions in your world when you're giving advice to your clients. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, I think in the last 15 to 20 years, that hasn't always been uh, everyone's ethical uh, awareness has not always been there. Well, like we talked about really not being able to go deep and learn a lot about our business, the mortgage business, when I was in it and you now still in it. It takes a few years really to get your feet uh, you know, on the ground and know what you're doing. And it's in all aspects of the delivery of the service. There are people out there that are brand new in the mortgage world. And I mean, I look, let's face it, my first day in the mortgage, I couldn't believe they threw me in the business. I didn't know anything and they told me to go talk to a client about a loan and it just wasn't the right thing to do. I think it's important that people know there's a big difference between somebody who just started out and somebody who's been in three years, four years, five years, 10 years or more. Uh, the learning curve is huge and you cannot get that unless you've got time in the box. You can read everything, it's all on the internet, but trust me, the, I, you know what I'm talking about, Brian? I do. When you get a deal or a bad deal or something goes sour or the inspection came in bad, I mean, it hurts. That's a gut check. <laughs> it, can, it, can be a, it can be an emotional roller coaster. Yes. So it takes a certain uh, kind of uh, uh, attitude as a mortgage lender. We talked about mentors earlier in the show. My mentor, one of, the, one of them, but probably the biggest one, was the late Ben Barker. Ben Barker was my mentor. He's the man that hired me at the company I was at, and he had a great attitude. Uh, and his attitude was basically that he was not going to be pushed around. Because, you know, a lot of people, when they're out buying something like a car or a house or a boat or an RV, I mean, suddenly, for whatever reason, people feel like they're uh, in the back streets of Guadalajara trying to cut a deal on a pinata. Can you take 10% off? Can you take, I mean, this is not that, people. This is serious, serious business, and uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of government oversight, and there's a lot of work involved in putting together a mortgage. If somebody's out there trying to cut a 5% deal or a 10% deal or get a, deal, a little kickback of some sort, it doesn't happen. It does not exist in America. It does not. There's too much oversight. Still, a lot of people keep kicking the tires, keep wasting their time and other people's time, by trying to save a few pennies, ending up costing people a lot of money. Anyway, the long and the short of it is this, that Ben Barker was the guy that taught me that. He taught me to, you know, don't let prospects, don't let clients kick you around. Be, figure out really if they mean business, and if they mean business, work with them. And if they don't mean business, don't waste your time, because what you're actually doing is you're withholding your valuable knowledge from the people that really need your services. That's my guy. Brian uh, Ben Barker. He was uh, he was really one of the guys that I looked forward to, and I was talking with about him to a friend just yesterday. It's so funny that that we were talking about our mentors, and he asked me about uh, my mentors, and I, I mentioned Ben, and and he was really a great guy. It's been about two years since Ben passed away in a tragic uh, sporting accident, um, but I love the whole family, Ben Barker. So there you go, that's cool. my guy. Uh, don't push me around, Brian. <laughs> Don't push you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I like what you said there because uh, I think that's important. You got to know who your who's your audience. Yeah. You know, in the sales world, you got to understand who you're selling to, and in some ways, you have to put that out there. You have to you know know your, for yourself who's your best client mm -hmm. and pursue those. And yeah. when you run into somebody that doesn't quite fit the mold. You know, you don't necessarily not don't call them back. By all means, you call everybody back, but uh, you, you can't win over every client. And I think that's something I've learned in the, in the mortgage business. Exactly. Time. And you, and if you target your your business better, you can serve more people and ultimately do a better job for everybody that you interact with. I'm talking with Brian Cushing. Brian is senior loan officer and sales manager with the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage. And Brian, please know we're going to put all of your contact information when we post our podcast on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. 
I want to ask you a couple more questions while we have time during this segment, and that is if uh, the rising home prices, I know they've backed off just a little bit, but are those rising home prices, in your opinion, affected more the ability to buy a home in northern Nevada, or is it the interest rates? Well, there's a combination. Uh, I think what it's done, the prices specifically have cut down the areas. So there's, there's certain areas of town that are much more desirable than others. Mm -hmm. um, some folks have a, a focus on a school district. Others mm -hmm. have a, a view that they would really prefer or a side of town where they grew up. Um, so we'll, we'll take where I live in Damani Ranch as an example. The average sales price there is quite a bit higher than it is in uh, a lot of the other parts of the, of the city. So, and the whole county, I guess. Um, so interest rates aren't helping. It definitely cuts down your how much you can borrow because mm -hmm. we, we are highly restricted when it comes to your maximum debt to income ratio when we calculate that um, but at the same time i think the prices really scare people away sometimes from the market altogether mm -hmm. or from the area that they really desire and they sometimes have to settle in an area that they don't necessarily want when they first started out when they first started dreaming of buying that first house right. uh, you know I've got nothing against Sparks, but maybe you have to go to Sparks before you can move to Dubai Ranch. Well, sure, and uh, you know you always get that. Got to take that first step or second step, right? Sure. Um, because that's the, the that's how you get to the end or t or closer to the goal in your journey. And if your journey is to live in uh, Arrow Creek, I mean, you may not be able to start out in Arrow Creek, but if you start out in Sparks or anywhere else, I mean, you can make it if you have a good focus and your timing is good and I think a lot of people their timing is when they their timing is more dictated by the media by the neighbors by the friends than maybe their ability to really buy a home well what we I believe what we need more of especially when prices are rising Brian is we need more people that are capable of buying homes at these new higher prices and I think that's probably one of the issues people are not willing to move outside the area if they're willing to buy and have the ability to buy at these higher prices, I think then they're more likely to even consider maybe some areas that are adjacent to Reno that are suddenly coming closer because of the, 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 the thoroughfares and the, the ease of transport from one, one of these small communities to Reno or Sparks. So I want to talk a little bit about these rural areas too with you. I'm talking with Brian Cushing. He's the Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. My name is Peter Padilla. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We'll be back after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you enjoying conversation with my in-studio guests and uh, talking about real estate and real estate for investors. You know, a lot of people want to become investors and maybe they decide, hey, I'm going to buy a new house, I'm going to rent out my old house and then I'll start making a little bit of money and now I'm a real estate investor. Yay! All good and congratulations. I hope you can even buy a second, third or fourth property and go beyond. But let me ask you about this. Are you still running your new real estate investment business as a sole proprietor? If you are, I think you're making a big mistake. You should talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry can talk to you about the right way to incorporate your real estate business so that you have maximum protection and you can sleep at night better because you know that you're not going to suffer the slings and arrows of an outrageous lawsuit. You know, slip and falls, some friend comes over to visit a friend at a rental house. You know, I mean, all kinds of things can happen. Talk to Sherry Hill if you're a real estate investor or if you're going to become a real estate investor and ask her about her free half-hour consultation on becoming a real estate investor. Call her at 800-254-5779. Tell Sherry that Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I'm talking about the real estate world, the interest rate world, home buying world with Brian Cushing. Brian is a senior loan officer and sales manager 
at Guild Mortgage here in Northern Nevada. Reno specifically, there's a number of uh, offices from Guild. How many in Reno? Oh, I'm, I'm losing count. I think there's, there's six. There's six, yeah. yeah you yeah. guys have really grown. A lot in seven years, yes. And that you only do that, you only grow when you're closing deals and making it happen. Brian, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our guests are realtors that come in, and realtors know the value of having a great mortgage loan originator on duty when they're working with a new client to close a deal. I mean, I've seen so many deals, you know, they just fall apart or they're always on the edge all throughout the process because the loan originator doesn't have all the information that he needs. Maybe he doesn't even need to know to ask for it, but that loan can hold everything up. Um, so having a quality loan originator, great asset for our real estate community. Talk to us about the kind of service that you provide specifically to realtors in Northern Nevada at Guild Mortgage. Sure. Well, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, I'm, I'm a sales manager as well as a loan originator. So really what that means is I, I operate uh, and train new people into the industry mm -hmm. as uh, to become a loan officer. Yep. Uh, so my team... Um, Two of the people there in the back of my card started off as, well, one of them actually started off as a, a pre-qualification client. She came in so well qualified, or so, well, she wasn't qualified, she was so well prepared yeah. that I just had to hire her. Oh. Uh, so she's now our loan processor. Wow. Now well, that's perfect for a loan processor. You know it. It's been a few years, uh, but that, that was an opportunity that uh, you know, was, was able to bring somebody into the industry and uh, really have her help our clients over time and grow grow a career. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, another gentleman there uh, was a, a client, bought his first house, hit the lottery because he bought it in 2011 and it <laughs> skyrocketed in value, sold it, was able to buy a house in Damani Ranch mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, was trying to start a family. And so he's, uh, after working with me on the loan side, uh, stayed in contact and then ended up getting into the mortgage business with us. And uh, That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Some, some uh, I, I think in in the context of just helping people and, mm -hmm. and what we do in, in the mortgage world, uh, it's it's we help people with their sometimes their livelihood, but mostly it's their it's their home, it's their life uh, outside of work. Uh, you go home and that's where you lay your head every night, and that's mm -hmm. that's really what it's all about is helping people with those you know primary residences. I do love uh, investors in in real estate, and uh, I love the folks that can start off with their first house and parlay that into a rental property and buy the next property and, and build a real estate empire. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, the passion is helping first-time homebuyers get into their first property and seeing the 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 excitement on their face when they're signing those final papers and they've been holding their breath for like the last 30 days just waiting to make sure this isn't really a dream um, and we make that dream a reality. Wow, wow, I'm feeling it just as you're talking about it. I haven't been to a number of closings myself and there's, a, there's just an element of uh, joy and worthiness when you're at a closing and you're seeing it happen for the first time for your clients. Uh, it is a beautiful thing because it really changes people's lives. Uh, suddenly you are a uh, responsible, uh, you know, grown-up, if you will. You are um, you're a leader of, some, you know, your family. Suddenly you've got some roots. You've got something, right, substantial. I mean, for all that paper that you just signed and the money that you're paying down and the money that you're committing to, it is a very big deal. But uh, it's a great feeling, I know, and, I, and I'm, I know that you feel that same way. I saw your eyes as you were talking about that. Um, a lot of, uh, like we, we were talking about to the, for those realtors, um, being able to get out and about and talk about the work that you do, uh, also something that you know, a lot of people don't know about or don't really understand the value about. Brian, there are a lot of people that have great talents and great skills, but they just have a challenge talking to other people about it. They don't market. They don't know how to advertise. They don't know how to make a presentation. Maybe they don't present well. And yet, I've seen some really, really fantastic people in all walks of life, in the mortgage world as well. They just don't present well. Uh, they're afraid. It, it, there's a lot of apprehension in our world from the clients. But let's face it, who wants to really talk about how good they are? That's kind of tough for some people. Do you have that challenge? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, I believe, do too. And and I think a lot of deals, a lot of great uh, services have been lost because we're afraid to let others know about it. There are some great philosophers in advertising that say it is the right of a great businessman to share his knowledge and his successes and his abilities for his prospects. And that right is attained by advertising. 
And I think advertising is done in many, many ways. Um, you can buy TV commercials, you can buy radio commercials, but there's also all the digital world that's out there right now. Um, you were talking about something that you're doing on LinkedIn recently. Let's talk about LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn an important thing for your world? It is. It's uh, something that I've had a LinkedIn account for a lot of years. I remember having to make sure my compliance NMLS number was properly listed on there and mm -hmm. stop getting phone calls from the compliance department because I didn't list my name in the, you know, with my middle initial because mm -hmm. that's what the National Mortgage Licensing Board has me listed as. Mm -hmm. um, but I went to a class of about 18 months ago with uh, a group of, uh, it was like an advisory board within our company, and they had a speaker come in and talked about social media. And uh, the thing that I took away from it was with LinkedIn, uh, it's really, it's not just another social network. You could be, if you just let it to be a social network where you just say, oh yeah, somebody wants to connect with me, great, thank you for the connection, mm -hmm. uh, and let the auto response come up. Mm -hmm. uh, but really pursuing people. Um, so. Uh, myself, I'm in, I'm big in networking. I, I like to get out in the community and mm. see people. Mm. And uh, I've been involved with breakthrough networking and a lot of these other groups that get together on a you know monthly basis. Uh, Builders Association for one. Uh, you meet somebody, you take their business card, but what do you do with it? So I started thinking to myself that I, what I need to do is really focus, and, and this is where I place my focus was in LinkedIn, and personally invite them uh, into the network on LinkedIn with a personalized introduction. Mm -hmm. So I spent some time, wrote wrote some examples to myself down, saved it in my notes on my phone. So I'm, I'm out about sitting in the car, I can send them the little LinkedIn note. All I have to do is add the the networking event that we just met at mm -hmm. and hit them, you know, send them the request. Mm -hmm. uh, then when they respond, I have another. I've already thought out the response that I'm going to give, and I'm going to copy and paste that and add some personalization to it, and. Uh, and that's actually how you and I met. How about that? Isn't that something? So I, I knew that you were out and about in the mortgage universe. But, uh, yeah, we met on LinkedIn. I'm not sure which one hit the button first. but I can't remember but, either. But the fact <laughs> is, <clears throat> see, I, uh, I subscribe to a, another social media that's very dependent on LinkedIn, but it's not at all connected with LinkedIn. And my social media uh, system is called Face to Face which means I got to meet people face to face, right? No digital, no social, it's right here. So the way I use LinkedIn is somewhat like you, is I want to make personal connections and I want to get some interaction going, but one of the ways I do that is with this radio show. So uh, when I see people on LinkedIn and I think they're going to make or can make a good candidate to be on the radio, uh, that's my next level and how I get my face-to-face -face. and it's also ear-to-ear -ear because we also hear each other on sure. the radio. But regardless, um, it's good that we use the networking opportunities to let people know about our great businesses because if we just sit at our desks and wait for that phone to ring, it's not going to happen in this world. No, sir. It will not. I talk to mortgage lenders that used to tell me they were the mortgage lender at a particular bank and every day you know, the, on average, one or two people talk to them about a mortgage, and every month, on average, they close a half a dozen or more loans, and, you know, the life was just grand because you just sit there and wait. But it's not like that. There are a lot of options, and, you know, nowadays, Brian, I see a lot of stuff on the digital world, instant mortgage, basically. Hit the button, you get your money. <laughs> it's that fast. They say it's immediate. Uh, I don't believe that, and the reason I don't believe that is because I know marketing and I know mortgage. And mortgage is very difficult, it's very challenging, there's a lot of documentation that you have to provide to get any mortgage, and anybody that makes it seem like it's easier than that, uh, you know, they're lying to you. Oh, the they're other th and they're the marketing. Other, and the other thing is marketing. I know that in marketing there's a lot of sensationalism. There are people telling you, you got to do it right now, it's going to be this easy, just hit the button. It's everywhere, and it's not just on TV and radio, it's digitally. I mean, I, I'm on social media, and I see a, a button that I can get a mortgage that fast just by hitting that button. People, it's not that easy. You need to talk to a pro. You need to talk to somebody that really knows you and cares about you, and that's working with a local lender like Brian Cushing. Brian is my guest today. He's with Guild Mortgage. We're going to continue talking about the mortgage world, the real estate world, and a couple of... Uh, Revelations when we come back here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. 
We are back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. Love living in northern Nevada. Love the beautiful scenery. Love all the great restaurants. Love all the interesting people I meet and know in northern Nevada. It's kind of like the like the who's who of interesting people. One of the most interesting people I met last year, Karen Gedney. Met her at a really important meeting that I went to, a business meeting. Found out she's a doctor, medical doctor. <clears throat> then I found out she was a prison doctor for 30 years here in northern Nevada at one of the correctional facilities in Carson City. It's an all-male prison. She was the female prison doctor. You think there was any tension there? Any trauma? Wow, it's like a TV movie reading her new book, 30 Years Behind Bars by Dr. G. I recommend it. It's a great read. And you can pick up 30 Years Behind Bars at Amazon and tell them Peter sent you. <laughs> With me in the studio today, Brian Cushing. Brian is a mortgage loan originator and sales manager at Guild Mortgage. Brian, do you think when people go to Amazon, they can put on there, tell them P Peter sent you? Um, they can try. They can try, but who's <laughs> going to care, right? Anyway, I'm glad you're with us today. We're talking about the mortgage world, the real estate world in northern Nevada. And uh, we talked about, you know, the, the median home prices being substantially high in Reno and substantially higher than they were when we hit the low in about 2012. I remember that time very well, Brian. Okay, we put up the sounds of the clouds coming in. And people were looking to buy homes, but they were saying to me, Peter, do you think that the prices are going to go down anymore? Do you think interest rates are going to go down anymore? I believe interest rates at that time were somewhere in the neighborhood of about five and a quarter percent. And the median home price in northern Nevada was $150,000. This was in 2012, January. Now, most recent stats I have come from around August, September 2018, and we're looking at a median home price close to $400,000. That's what it was in July. It's probably tapered off a little bit, but still, $400,000. That's a huge, that's like, how many houses? That's like three houses for 100 and from not 2012. That's very true. I mean, you're in the business. I mean, is does it still kind of surprise you too to see that number so strong? Well, knowing that it was 370 or so back in 2006, and then now have feeling the dip and then the upturn, um, it doesn't surprise me. It's uh, it's definitely something that people just getting into the market have to like take a it's a big pill to swallow. It is, and I think people should really look at this because everything moves in cycles. I talk about the real estate market somewhat like the ocean, you know. The waves are always moving, the tide goes up and down, but it's always moving. And people buy homes, I believe, Brian, when they need to buy homes. Not because so much interest rates are high, prices are high or low. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, when you need a home, you need a home. But sometimes if you, if you can just hang on for a little while longer or if you can just get in a little sooner, it can make a big, big difference. So what I believe is that this is just too much. $400,000 for a median home price in, in northern Nevada. Um, I would like to look for some alternatives. One of the alternatives I would like to look at uh, and recommend are some of the rural communities that are re all around Reno that have some great values. Fernley is an example. Instead of a median home price of around $400,000, their median home price is more like $250,000. I mean, that's huge. $150,000 is a lot of money. It's a big deal. And you can get a mortgage a lot easier on that lower amount, probably. And what are some of the other benefits of buying in more rural communities? Well, we're on a you know an investment real estate show. Uh, I'd say that the the value to rent a home in Fernley, mm -hmm. price per square foot is far higher. I mean, you can take a house. I actually was in a presentation a couple months ago where talking about uh, new homes out in Fernley mm -hmm. and the value there and, and a comparative price. I think the the example was around three hundred thousand dollars for a new house, which sounds like a lot for Fernley. It's definitely higher than their median. But an investor could rent that house for more than they could rent a three hundred thousand dollar house in Reno mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So from a from an investment perspective, uh, that's it's a big deal, and it's such a great vibe going on. I think in Fernley, I think the just just a little short drive with uh, so much happening out in the Trick area, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of what I see is more demand uh, and and more land on top of it uh, to really mm -hmm. allow for people to, to grow a community. I, I remember Dayton, I have actually a client of, my, of ours that uh, helped them buy their house out in Dayton. Gosh, this has been five years ago, I believe, maybe even longer than that. Helped them refinance the house because they had a roof issue. Mm -hmm. Then she had been in the mortgage business before she had uh, kids and now she's working with us as a loan officer on our team. Uh, and 
the the type, the vibe in Dayton, uh, along with Fernley, is just it's got a gr it's got a great energy to it. And mm -hmm. for families, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's what a lot of this is about when it comes to the the end user, the people that live there. Um, those communities are, are growing and um, they've got great small town um, ethics. Uh, I grew up in a small town. I think it, uh, you get a small town community. Uh, Reno's the biggest little city. I still feel like Reno's a small town, but when you step out to Fernley or Dayton, it's a, it's a whole other thing. It's a, you, you've got, you know your neighbors a lot you better. You absolutely do. And there is that small town feeling real close to a metro area uh, in Dayton. Also, an area that I really like is Yarrington. So I was in Yarrington recently. We are members. Our company um, does work for the Mason Valley Beekeepers and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And so it's always a pleasure to drive out there. It's like a little mini vacation. Brian, when we take that drive, uh, it is just so delightful. And it's another way to enjoy uh, northern Nevada. And I think even whether you live in Reno or you're looking to maybe buy a home outside of Reno, it's a great place to go explore and visit. Uh, it is part of our local community and our local charm. There are so many cool things that happen. Yarrington, you know, is where night in the country happens. Absolutely. And so they <laughs> get a lot of traffic in those short amount of times, and then suddenly it's back to a small town again. One of my favorite Mexican restaurants in the world is in Yarrington. It's, and that's my revelation for the day, by the way. I'm going to give the best Mexican food in northern Nevada for this week that I would recommend is to drive to Yarrington, Nevada, and go to a place called El Cortez. And it's easy to spot because Cortez in this name is with an S and a Z. They couldn't figure out which one, so they put them both in there. That's all I can <laughs> it figure. It stands out. And that makes for good Mexican food, too. If you can't figure out if it's pork or chicken, maybe you put a little bit of both, right? And maybe. you make it happen. Sounds and authentic. It sounds very authentic. I love the small communities, and that's just, look, Fernley, the best ice cream oh. in the world. Steve's ice cream. You ever tried Steve's ice cream? I have not. Oh, Steve's is right behind the restaurant that has those big arcs. Oh, yeah. Two of those things. They're yellow and gold, big arcs. Right behind that, there's a really nice shopping center, and right there is Steve's ice cream. You'll dig it. Get it? With the ice cream. <laughs> You'll oh dig it. Yeah, the ice cream is really good. So it's just a very, very neat thing. Now, when I drive to Fernley, let me tell you, the other thing, Brian, is I fill up with gas. Lyon County, oh yes. You know the gas is so inexpensive in Fernley compared to Reno. Uh, I mean, I haven't done the math on this yet, but that would offset a lot of my discomfort in maybe if I had discomfort in traveling 15 or 20 minutes, 30 minutes to and from work every day, just knowing that I could essentially make it up in my gas money, at least for now and probably for the foreseeable future. I would imagine so. I think uh, our county is going to be uh, a little higher taxed here in Washoe County for some mm -hmm. time to come. Yeah. We mentioned interest rates real lightly earlier in the show. I mentioned, you know, is, um, is it the price or the interest rates? And you didn't even talk to me about interest rates because I'm, it's all about the price, right? But let's do. Come on. I need it. So interest rates, I know they're relatively stable compared to the way they were back in the early 2000s. But what are the trends looking like? Well, it's been pretty stable overall this year. Uh, but with this, you know, on a day-by-day -day basis, we're seeing a lot of fluctuations even still. Um, uh, I, I try to attribute a lot uh, just from, you know, just people in, not in the industry trying to figure out which direction <coughs> things are going. The stock market gives you a little bit of a, a, a driver. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're seeing the stock market hit an almost all-time high again here recently, I think this week actually, it's right. getting really close to the high. Uh, I know the S&P had hit back in August. Um, that that pressures interest rates. That's that's d investment dollars out there in the big world of mm -hmm. finance that is being invested in stocks. <coughs> and an alternative investment would be mortgage or mm. or treasury bonds. You know, yielding interest type investments. Right. So if you take your money out of those investments, then you have to drive a higher rate to get the investor. Or if they feel like they can get a higher return in a stock, they'll move the money to the stock. Mm -hmm. So when you start seeing fear in the stock market, typically you see lower interest rates to follow. That's what I've seen in trends. Uh, it sucks the money out of the more of the uh, stock market and puts it in long-term, you know, type investments. But they they don't buy a 10-year Treasury note or a 30-year mortgage like they used to. You buy it and sell it within days sometimes, mm. you know, as opposed to buying an investment in a 10-year <coughs> Treasury and sitting on it for 10 years and waiting for the interest to accumulate and, and give you your money back. Uh, so that, that market's pretty fluid, and then, um, you know, there's, we're in a social media heavy world. There's uh, days where you get a, a load of tweets early in the morning that makes, <laughs> uh, 
make some big time news and that moves markets. We've seen it. Yeah, but there's certainly something that we always have to keep our eye on because uh, an interest rate move can creep up on you before long and you may not be able to get the home that you were pre-qualified for, pre-approved for. If interest rates go up a quarter percent, you know, uh, half a percent, doesn't sound like a big deal. But when you're talking about $400,000 loans, um, it can, can be a big deal. It's a huge deal. Brian, one of the things I always recommend is that people be money conscious. And if anything is going to help, sometimes, a lot of times, it's going to be money. And you need to save money. You need to manage your finances as well. Uh, we encourage people to take care of uh, their credit. Always pay your bills on time. Don't take on more credit than you can handle. And review. Review your finances on a regular basis. I mean, when's the last time you checked on your account balances at your checking accounts, your savings account? A lot of people I know, they just kind of live day by day. And I think that is a big part of our guidance and, and service that we can provide to our listeners and to our prospects and clients, Brian, is to encourage people to save money and manage their money. Your thoughts on that? Um, it's huge. So what I do personally is a budget every month. I actually look at how much money came in and how much money went out mm -hmm. and how much I was able to put aside to savings every single month. And do you help your clients with that sometime? I mean, when you, they come to talk to you and, and some of them maybe don't know where they are, do you help them by getting started with that process? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that, especially in the context of a lot of these first-time first time buyers that we work with, um, they're, they're looking at changing from a rental payment and a lot of times they're spurred into the conversation because their landlord just raised the rent yeah. or they're you know they're they're seeing that they you know they're having a hard time finding the next rental property or I have a dog it's hard for me to find a place to rent because I have a dog and I love my dog uh, but I really like paying twelve hundred dollars a month in rent and mm. the landlord wants fifteen hundred now well we sit down and you know work through payments and uh, based on savings is really going to determine what their payments going to be mm -hmm. if they don't have a lot saved they're going to pay a lot higher fee in their mortgage mm -hmm. with whether that's rates but mortgage insurance is a big one oh yeah so that extra cost uh, eats into their their monthly expense. So mm -hmm. I, I try to take people through a process of, okay, let's say you're gonna, you're, you're about to go up to fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent, but the, the the mortgage and the house that you really want is going to be two thousand dollars a month, for instance. Right, right then, go home and pretend like you have a two thousand dollar mortgage, and work it out, and take five hundred dollars and put it in a savings account, and guess what? In twelve months, you're going to have money set aside. Brian Cushing is my guest today from Guild Mortgage. Brian, we always run out of time before we run out of great things to talk about. I hope you'll consider coming back and joining us again sometime. Oh, I'd love it. All right. We're going to put you on the list and get you back here. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have questions or comments for us, send an email to me, Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com, and you'll be able to listen to all of our past shows, including this radio show, on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We'll look forward to visiting with you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.